Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, Doug. Hey, Doug. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You don't have Apple Plus, do you? Apple TV? I unfortunately do not, but I might have to get it because of what I think you're about to say. Yeah, our guest today, Rory Scovel, if you want to see his butt, if you want to see his naked butt, you have to uh, get Apple TV and um, watch the show Physical. Whoa, here's the deal. I already have Apple Plus as of right now because of your sale. Oh, really? You just ordered it while talking to me? Yeah, you said he shows his butt, so I'm in. Feels like you weren't listening to me if you uh, have already signed up. <laughs> Plus, also, the, your, your autofill is amazing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Rory Scovel's going to be here, and um, he co-stars on Physical with Rose Byrne, but I think he's here to promote his new uh, television comedy, stand-up comedy special, and tell us where we can see that. It's Thursday, July 1st, 2021. You know what I'm going to say next, right, Doug? I think I do. Let's go to work. Yeah, that's right. You thought Doug's were a bunch of pussies, but we rock hard. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Rory Scovel. Hello, Doug's. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe that was Benson on the vocals for that song? That I do believe it. Rock. He hits those high notes when he gets in the zone. You got to watch out. <laughs> oh, you mean the, the the little kid notes? There's like a little yeah. kid and an adult you. band in that song, and I'm neither of them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but definitely, it was definitely my idea, for better or worse, uh, to give us a you know an exciting start to the podcast. Wake up our guests if they're you know kind of sleepy, well, and no. uh, you know you are an enthusiastic. Uh, participant today, Rory, I, I must say, yeah, because uh, you know, people people have kind of uh, they've been on a lot of podcasts, but you, for whatever reason, recently have decided that uh, you know, you want to make some appearances. I want to make some appearances, do uh, Is- get out there and re re enter the world, yeah. <laughs> and uh oh yeah that's a great way to do it plus also you just happen to have a, a couple of things to plug 
I have 11 new things. <laughs> <laughs> I also, and all the things I have to plug are also things I made like three years ago. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, back before you got that condo. That's exactly right. <laughs> Yeah. Right, and it's that condo has cost me a year's worth of income. I'll tell you that. Oh my it's god, expensive! It's expensive. <laughs> it's brutal. It's it's amazing what'll happen during a condo. It'll be a real, <laughs> can be a real money pit. So, right. so you did. You've uh, uh, the TV program physical. It's on uh, Apple TV. That's right. That's right. That was that was mostly shot. That that was completed. Uh, uh, at least the filming of it was completed a while ago. We did uh, no that that one we that we just finished in uh, early or mid March. We oh okay on that, but uh, my special I put out we did like three years ago, and then we chopped it all up and made a thing out of it, and we screened it for people, and we did all the usual rounds of trying to get people to look at it and buy it, and if they were interested in it, and then. Uh, then we just got exhausted and we were like, I think we're just going to have to put this up on YouTube so that people can finally see what it is instead of continually begging streaming services to give it some love. So that's what we did. All right. I like that plan. Uh, <laughs> so it is on YouTube now. It's on YouTube now. Yep. You can watch a full 70 minute a uh, special slash documentary about improvising six straight nights of stand-up on uh, youtube.com slash official Rory Scovel. Uh, who, do, who is your like uh, kind of creative uh, partner on this? Scott Moran. Uh, he's directed all my specials. So he came with me and he just, he directed, he, he just turned on the cameras and we were just going to film six shows. And then it kind of became, uh, an actual story about doing it. And then it became another story about the theater we were doing it in. And uh, yeah, kind of like how the shows were meant to be organic. The the movie itself kind of became organic with what direction the story went. And so, yeah, we just decided to put it all together and not release just a straight up show. And the theater is haunted. Is that the twist there? That's the, well, not anymore. Now everyone knows that the theater's haunted. <laughs> So. <laughs> um, the theater the was the dead the whole time and that was, where is the, sort of... the theater was calling from was inside the theater yeah what the theater the theater uh where where is this theater can you say or is yeah, it a secret is it a secret nope. haunted theater? <laughs> yeah we don't want people going there and making it a uh, a landmark uh it's the relapse theater in atlanta uh, and it's where I shot my Netflix special and it's just an awesome, uh, theater. It's an awesome part yeah. of the Atlanta comedy scene. Yeah. That's a sweet space. I, I was, uh, I stopped by there when they were having a comedy festival one time. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. So that's, that's super cool though, that it's out. People are, I, I assume people are loving it. The buzz seems very, very well, good. You know, when you put a thing out, you always just kind of sit back and wait for, you know, the trolls and the people to tell you, you know, you get the half that says they love it. You get the half that says they hate it. And then you get people down the middle. They're like, it's okay. But I, I gotta say that I never know what I'm going to get. Cause I don't really know my, the size of my fan base. So I don't really know the size of support that 
I'll get from people. So I kind of expected that, but I got to say the, the response has been really uh, great that I'm just kind of now on edge waiting for the bad news or for the bad, <laughs> <laughs> like the bad thing to come. Do you feel like, um, like I know you're not, you know, you're a, a comedian who's very willing to commit to things and try stuff. And obviously just going out there without an act and just talking to the crowd is, you know, that's already, you know, a pretty risky proposition. Uh, but, um, like, did you have, did you have people doing like regular stand up to open the show before you came out and did that? Yeah, we had, um, I think, cause we did six nights in a row. So we tried to do five, I think five or six different local comics, all doing kind of short five, six minute sets right before I went out so that, uh, the crowd was like, you know, kind of warmed up and, and ready to go. But the crowd uh, also fully was fully aware of like what was going on. And they, we charged, I, I truly went into it. So terrified that I was like, how do we charge people money for, <laughs> for what could be, I think I convinced myself it's worth charging them money because bombing miserably could also be its own version of entertainment. Um, <laughs> so we, we kept the ticket price pretty low, but um, yeah, we, we definitely, they, they knew the deal. They knew what was happening. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, uh, but although, you know, that would be fun, like, especially something where you're putting it together later, it'd be fun to do one show for an audience that doesn't know who you are or that you're going to do that, you know, yeah. because that, cause that'd be a different level of uh, hilarity just as a viewer, knowing that that audience is kind of not, you're not sure, but that's the yeah. thing is you get, you're, you're, you're so good at it and you're a professional comedian. So it's not like people are going to be, you know, disappointed there wasn't material per se. Cause I mean, I've seen your regular sets don't necessarily feel like, you know, joke after joke, like, you know, the yeah. standard material or I want to see that bit again, where you come on stage and you pretend you're going to talk about religion the whole time, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I've seen I, you commit very hard to. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I think uh, to me, the ultimate is going to a comedy club uh, specifically that kind of space and not telling anybody that you're going to be <laughs> improvising because I feel like, you know, that comedy club space is usually just more expensive, uh, for all of the patrons. And so <laughs> to go up there and to try to commit to not having an act to me is the scariest, just because if I'm those people, I would be livid. If the show wasn't going well, I'd be like, I need a babysitter. Uh, we went to dinner. Now I'm paying the tickets were this much and they're making us buy drinks while we're here. Um, yeah. To me, that's like the ultimate. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to, what I'm trying to drive at is that do you, at any point do you, it's all very good natured, right? Like the, it's all very self-deprecating. You're not like uh, one of those comics that when they go into the crowd, it's, you know, kind of in a little bit of attack mode. No, I, I hate that. I, I only, <laughs> I'm never into the attack stuff. I, only if someone is coming at you, does it feel like, sure. you know, then you kind of go for it. But anytime I see a comic doing crowd work, and if they're kind of mead to someone, and I don't mean like a, a you know, a roast that clearly they're all, <laughs> yeah. everyone's laughing at. I mean, just like being kind of mean. I'm always like, oh, to me, that's just not the energy of what 
anybody is here to <laughs> here to like soak <laughs> up and you know especially if you know uh, you and i both know it the people that show up and are a little stoned they're that's definitely not what they, you know, someone, someone's yelling at someone they're like whoa this is not at all what i was hoping to to sort of relax into but yeah no i try i try to avoid any of that i try in the in the movie i sort of tried to avoid having to do crowd work to stimulate the show as much as i could but you know, as you know, it's so like that. It, 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 you have, there's just some moments of crowd work that, you know, can just fire up the next five to 10 minutes. So you just need to like, you know, find something in it. So I, I did, uh, some crowd work here and there, but yeah, going into the crowd, I never went after anybody. I honestly, I think I live in fear of going after somebody and then they stand up and happen to be unknowingly a professional comedian who's never tried it. And then they just tear you apart. <laughs> 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 yeah i mean that's the thing about hecklers is uh you know when they get the best of you uh you know it probably wasn't your crowd to begin with you know it's probably <laughs> yeah it was probably one where you know that was just the person who decided to you know make it clear that everyone was having a bad time because <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, we're going to get into talking about names like we normally do, but uh, it's so exciting to me that you're on this show that, uh, you know, that I like, and it's, uh, it's ongoing at this point, there's been uh, three episodes of aired and I'm just wondering, like, uh, it's just another level of Rory Scoville commitment to me that it, it seems to me like you're all right with the character not being, uh, you know, likable. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of the first <laughs> time I've, I, I've told people like, there's no, uh, uh, you know, I've played stuff where the character's not likable, but it's always in a comedy where you're given a joke and, and jokes, you know, even win win over people, even for the villains, uh, in things. But yeah, in this, I was kind of like, that was kind of, loved the idea that there was no release of the tension. I'm just an asshole and that's just where I have to stay. And there's no, I don't get to say something charming to, to get anybody on my side. And yeah, I guess because I never, that just never comes up as anything to audition for or, or read for. I, I was like, Oh, this could be fun. Like kind of a villain. That's just not your, you know, in, in a story that where he isn't really a villain kind of thing. Well, I think a lot of our politicians these days are failing us. And so it's funny to see a show where even though it takes place in a different time, it's still the same sort of guy that's just like has no real idea what to do with his life. So politics seems exciting. But then, yeah, of course, it isn't. It isn't. And he also doesn't, you know, he has like, he has ideas and no clue how to execute them. And to me, it's so relatable because all the things that he is fighting for and believes in, you're like, yeah, that I wish someone would have really fixed that, you know, in the early eighties, that would have been amazing. But then you see that he just doesn't have any follow through or execution. And so you go, Oh, this is like real life. <laughs> this guy is like a politician. <laughs> Even the ones you vote for have no follow through or execution. Well, it seems like they just know going into it how slow moving everything is. So they don't, you know, they don't yeah. want to rock the boat and they don't, you know, so why not just get on the, get on the slow ass train and enjoy the cocktails or whatever. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, all right. Well, the show is called Physical because it is based on a song by Olivia Newton-John, and uh, and it's on Apple. And you know, congratulations, dude. Yeah, thank you. I I'm so happy it's finally out there. I was terrified the whole time. There was one. There was one, there was one specific scene in the episode that just came out where it was probably the first dramatic thing we shot. Uh, where Rose Byrne comes in, you know, who is just at a plus at the top, tippy top of talent and like just comes in crying and screaming at me. And luckily my character's coming down off LSD because my genuine reaction was like, Oh shit. We're like, we're like acting, acting right now. <laughs> oh my God. I was just a deer in headlights. She came in the scene. She's like pushing me and we're fighting. And I'm like, Oh God, I gotta like, I gotta really do the homework here because I do. I I just tell jokes. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> no, I genuinely thought in that scene when she's the way she's hitting you that you were not thrilled about being hit like that. Like she yeah. was, she was really bringing it. <laughs> she she totally when she comes into that scene and pushes me. I told her I was like, hey, just really. I was like, you have full permission to just fully. <laughs> push me i was like because i i hate you know the faking of it and yeah i almost i almost think i insulted her in thinking that she wouldn't come in and and hit me so i think she was like oh yeah you're gonna you're gonna give me permission i'm gonna come in and fuck you up. So <laughs> she she did and i i was like thank god we're giving getting her coverage first because i did not know <laughs> i did not know the level of intensity we were about to go to did you do any acid uh homework for that Part? You know, I uh, I looked up a lot of uh, people on acid to see yeah. what their eyes looked like and how they talked because I've only done, you know, mushrooms and pod. And uh, I was like, I don't know if it's the same kind of facial expression or what it is, <laughs> but I, I, I've never done acid, but I, I do hate it when you see somebody in something and even when they're just smoking pot and they just totally as actors have clearly never smoked pot. So they right, do this yeah. way over the top, like I'm on meth. And you're like, it's not, it's not that extreme. <laughs> I wanted to make sure I wasn't going to be that guy. who's like, I'm seeing fucking clouds eat each other, which I guess clouds do eat each other. So maybe that actually would be normal. <laughs> it's like, I've never, I've never smoked cigarettes enough to, to hold a cigarette. Like I look like I smoke cigarettes. <laughs> Exactly. When someone holds it so weird, you're like, that's not, no one's ever, no one's never held it like that. Uh, all right. Let's talk names because you've got uh, a, an unusual, I don't know if unusual is the right word for it. Cause as long as there's a Culkin with that name, it's not that strange. I, I feel like maybe it's more unusual here in Ireland. It's like John. It's crazy right <laughs> it's like the most common yeah yeah but i was trying to think if i knew any rory's other than you and and of course the great uh actor rory calhoun mm -hmm. um i can't i don't know if there's any do you do you have any rory's in your life doug no i don't believe not one this is the first <laughs> real uh, this is your first. This is, yeah. <laughs> out in the you wild. Must, yeah. yeah. The you must not uh, you must not have known many Rory's unless you like went to Ireland or something. Yeah, are you asking me? Yeah. 
I've come across a couple. Sean Patton has a buddy whose name is Rory. It's funny that it, that's a friend of a friend, and I only remember it because of how rare it is to run into a Rory uh, here in the States. Um, and then growing up, there was a Rory, and she was female. And also because of Gilmore Girls, I get it all the time, and people explain oh. to me that it's a girl's name, and they say it with <laughs> such certainty Right. Just because of Gilmore Girls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's got to be, there's got to be at least one, more than one occasion where they have very fast dialogue to the effect of people <laughs> confusing her with being a boy because of the name Rory. Yes. Like that yeah. definitely comes up and they definitely acknowledge it. It's definitely not a girl's name per, yeah. per se. But, you know, you can give any, you know, you can name anybody anything uh, these days, which is nice, I guess. Yeah, it's very, uh, it's it's ambiguous. My wife has an ambiguous name. We gave our daughter an ambiguous name. So, yeah, I, I think I like that about it. I like that it's now, unique. But you, so your wife is, uh, just to be clear, her name is ambiguous and your daughter's yep. name is ambiguous junior. Ambiguous junior. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And it is hard for her to spell. She is 19 and still doesn't have <laughs> uh, So, but... Okay, so you got to you think uh, it has anything to do with you being in comedy and acting and uh, not being a shy person? You think all, any of that could be attributed to having a, a name that, you know, was unique and you, there weren't other yes. Rory's around everywhere you went? Yes, I felt uh, I felt somewhat because everybody I went to school with, I never came across uh, the name Rory. So I truly did feel as though there was something unique and special about it and something and some special intention about it as though, um, you know, my, my perception of myself was that I, I have like some sort of big purpose. Uh, I don't know what it was or what, why I, you know, outside of the name, why I thought that certainly nothing about my life showed any sort of uh, big purpose, but yeah, I, 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 do think that the uniqueness of my name, especially where I grew up, uh, it made me think like I was different from everybody, but the positive direction of that, as opposed to the more shy and, and scared that I'm different. I actually really celebrated it. Yeah. You're, you're, you're yeah. That's right. That's a new, <laughs> I think that's a new ex explanation for us, Doug, from now on. <laughs> Instead of saying, you know, we got into comedy just because everybody assumed we were losers, <laughs> we should uh, we should say we got into it because we knew we were special. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's a right. much more positive spin. Yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do people do? Uh, what kind of fun are people having with the name Rory when they give you a nickname or try to shorten it? Like, does the wife have a version of it that she says? No, not really. Growing on my soccer team, people called me Roe or Roar. And then I <laughs> annoyingly, and I find this annoying because I don't think Rory is a very hard word to say, but I have come across people who will take, they'll be like, Raw, Roar, Roar. <laughs> they all like, like sound it out like it's truly this impossible. <laughs> thing and i'm always like well roar i was like you can say roar like a lion roars and then you just say e you just say the letter e it couldn't be easier <laughs> rari 
Yeah. Scooby-Doo. And you go, Lowry? can you say Corey? And they're like, Corey. Lowry? And I go, so you just say Corey. Rory. 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 Like you're trying, you're trying to. Let me just start my car. Yeah. They're adding letters that are not there, which is always so, it's so funny to me when they, when they do that, because I'm just looking at them and all like, we've all come across names that are very difficult. This is yeah. not one of them. No, it's a, you know, we, we talk about this all the time because most of our guests have names that like do not have these, these kind of issues. And, uh, but with Doug, it's the same thing. Like I got, I, you know, I ordered something somewhere when they, oh, it was, uh, you know, a Postmates when they're handing it to me, they were like, are you Doge? It's like, I, I sure am. You know, I, got a, like, I got a coffee today that said D-U-G. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, phonetically it works fine. I just the coffee it. thing is now just like a trend? Like now that people are like, oh yeah, like our, the thing is to get the name wrong on the coffee cups. Like it took <laughs> off like a thing. I think that's a great idea. Like to, you know. Or like at the very least, just write it phonetically on there, whatever they say, because the, the trouble is there's so many names that can be pronounced more than one way that uh, they're definitely going to say it the wrong way when they yell it out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but... Also, um, don't you love it when they still write the name down in like a Starbur- Starbucks that clearly doesn't ever have a rush? There's never a rush and they could just na- say the order, but they're still like, no, I got to know your name for when the other 40 people get here. <laughs> just in case, just in case. Yeah. yeah. They're funny. Like sometimes like you could be standing right there, the only customer. And when they put it down on the counter, they scream out your name. <laughs> yes. And you're looking, you're like everyone else is at a table. <laughs> I'm the only one standing. <laughs> i'm sorry sir that's how we do it that's our <laughs> yep corporate will fire us if we delineate yeah i figured out so just recently and i i don't know what i'm going to do about it that i'm i'm definitely larry david and curb your enthusiasm like every interaction where i think the other person you know didn't do it right i obsess over it in such a dumb way it's so you mean even like even small even very small stuff that has no consequence yeah i mean that's i think i've learned to let you know let that stuff go you know but i still like in my it still takes up too much space in my head that i'm like you know like why i held the door open for him why did he say you're welcome yes Yes. You know, that, that kind of small ass shit that just like can just get in your head. (laughs) Do you find, do you find yourself when you are in your head about something and then the other half of you is trying to tell you to let it go because you know, letting it go is the right thing to do. Do you find yourself 100% of the time, your true self telling your other self, but it's the principle of it. And that's your argument as to why you're still obsessing. (laughs) Yeah. That's the the way I get out of those usually is I is I just you know take it a step further that that whatever happened between me and that person is never probably going to ever happen again because we you know that's it's mostly interactions with people that I might not ever even see again you know strangers yeah that yeah. that are the most annoying because after they get away you don't have a chance to go yeah but actually it was 
you know, like with your friends, you can, you know, if you really got to get it off your chest, you can fire them an email you know, yeah. Yeah. saying, well, correcting them or whatever, but like some stranger that something went down and you know, you were right and you can't, there's no fixing it. And then you, you just have to, you just have to walk away. You know, you yeah. put a classified ad up that one guy that said you're <laughs> awesome. Without a missed connection. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Those, those things, those misconnection things. That's like, uh, that's like early catfishing because, you know, you could just write enough vague things in there. I just very connection that you just meet somebody that thinks they match the description. Yeah. <laughs> just broad statements of who, yeah. of what you saw. Yeah. Oh, you were gorgeous. I couldn't believe you were in a library. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then, oh, that's me he's talking about. Coffee shop, New York City. <laughs> I tried to stop you when you went to leave, but uh, I didn't catch you in time. But yeah. I did. I did notice that you'd written down some personal information on a napkin. Yeah, it was meant for somebody on, else. You had on shoes and just a great, great shirt. <laughs> <laughs> How did I track you down to your home? Well, that's a fun story. <laughs> that's the pa the past is the past. Here we are. Let's see if we should get married or not. <laughs> Let's not drag the police into this. What? <laughs> the police aren't going to, they're not going to officiate our wedding. Let's just keep moving forward. Come on, be cool. <laughs> um all right so how many dugs have you known rory did i ask you that yet oh that's a great question uh you haven't asked me that okay um, so we've got two in the room or in the zoom who else we got two two in the zoom two in the zoom and one in the poom uh, one in the poom two in the zoom <laughs> um God, you know what's so funny is suddenly I'm having anxiety that I'm going to offend a Doug, even though they wouldn't know. <laughs> they wouldn't know which Doug I missed. <laughs> Did you know this podcast, just so we can be open with our guests, is Doug blocked. If you're named Doug, you can't listen to it. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Um, yeah. Well, I think I probably have known... Hmm... Seven Dougs. <laughs> what if he just said 78 Dougs? <laughs> I know. Here's why I'm worried about missing some, because I know 90, 94 Dougs. <laughs> I, I just say that you even off the top of your head think, you know, could visualize seven different Dougs. That's, that's a record on this show. Usually the highest anybody goes is, is three or four and again they get a head start by and they get know, a head career, start with two including well, that's us right. yeah. that's what i thought i i thought do i would i believe in my soul that i know five more dougs and i think i i think i do was doug stanhope one of them Eight Dougs. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> what about you forgot? Yeah, well, what about second gentleman Doug Emhoff? Yeah. Yeah. Um you don't know him though? 
I don't know. Okay. Um, we just like to check. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know four uh, for sure. And then a sort of five where Doug is their middle name. Oh, okay. I bet, you, I, do you, I bet you don't get that a lot where someone even goes as far as to say, I know a middle name, Doug. Yeah, I mean, because most of us, you know, don't really know each other's middle names. Like, exactly. is that, do you go after, do you like ask people what their middle names are? Is that interesting to you? It is not interesting to me. Uh, this person just happens to, it's sort of, you know, these three names, you know, so I feel like some people in entertainment, your third name kind of is just, it rolls off the tongue in a good way. So you include it. Sure. So it's a it's a comic, and he just goes by the first, middle, and last name. Oh, okay. Ian Ian Douglas Terry. I don't know if you know him, but oh, I mean, that sounds like the fanciest person alive. Well, he is. <laughs> That's right. It's actually, you know what I mean. <laughs> IDT sometimes just goes by IDT. Just simplifies it, which is more. I think that's more of a pro wrestling. Um, sort of name the idt and then you let people kind of guess that acronym and they're never going to guess doug in the middle not <laughs> i can't see i can't see a, a baby being named ian <laughs> <laughs> oh never thought of that like what about a baby would make you go that's an ian <laughs> this is ian this is ian right here yeah d there are some names that just feel like adult names that when did you see an infant <laughs> at what point in the, your process of uh, having a child did you attach a name very i mean right before she was born uh we we had a list of like five names that we narrowed it down to and uh here's how we we came to decide what her name was we were sitting at uh, La Mill Coffee or LA Mill, and I've still, after 11 years, I still don't know what it is. Um, but we were sitting La there, La, we Mille. La, Mille. La Mille, and uh, having some coffee. And I had the list on my phone, and there was a guy by himself at a table next to us. And I just said, uh, We're our daughter's gonna be born soon. Which of these names is your favorite <laughs> name? And he took my phone and really looked at it for a solid minute, handed it back. Cause my daughter's name is Elliot. And he goes, he goes, my favorite is Elliot and here's why. And then he told us for like two minutes as to why he thought that name should be the name. And I was like, Oh, this is meant to be like, why, why is the answer this long? And you clearly are like an angel who was sent here just to decide this moment of my life. Yeah. Yeah, and then, a... and then she was born like she. I think we had like two more weeks, but I think the next day, she ended up being born. So we, I was like, oh, all right, good, good thing we ran into that guy. Right, <laughs> but did he have like a really long finger and big eyes and say it like this? Yeah, <laughs> yes, and he gl he would glow, and he, and I don't think he wanted to be at that coffee shop. He kept kept talking about going home. <laughs> So. <laughs> but isn't that how everybody feels when they're in a cop oh coffee i was gonna say copy copy shop uh, you're in a copy shop. machine shop it wasn't even copies it was just of <laughs> machines that make copies that you have to buy 
We all we're always copy machine shopping. <laughs> E.T.'s e. e. magic finger. Uh, he used it to, to work as a uh, copy machine repair man. Yeah, yeah, that's all he uh he never made it home he actually just got it got into copy machine <laughs> he works at fedex kinko's just the yeah, saddest just... most honest story of america <laughs> that's what he ended up having to do he got into the spaceship to go back to his home planet they started to fly away they realized he was completely contaminated because of all the crap those kids did to him. Yeah. <laughs> he had eaten candy bars and beers. They're just like, he still had this, makeup on. Yeah. Fuck this alien. And so they shot him out and he landed in another town and he got a job. <laughs> well, that's the problem. If aliens land in LA, it won't, they, no one will know. No one just. They, an alien could open a copy machine shop and people are like, well, you know, it's a weird town. Everybody's got their, their thing. This is, an, <laughs> this is a guy who dresses like an alien and sells copy machines. You barely see him because he can, he can hardly look over the top of one. <laughs> <laughs> he's just down there in case it breaks. He's really good at fixing it. <laughs> All right. Really um, well, this has been great so far. We're running a little bit behind schedule, but that's okay because uh, that just means it's been an excellent conversation. We're going to take a commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to do what we call five and five. That's where Doug and I have each come up with five questions specifically for you, Rory Scoville. Good. And uh, we'll do that after this. We'll be right back. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. We are back and it's time for five and five five questions from doug mellard five questions from doug benson we haven't conferred with each other if that's the right word for it uh about what our questions are going to be we just uh take turns reading them see what happens well just so you know you guys happen to be on my segment called 10 answers so. <laughs> this works out great this this is the best this could have ever gone this is the most synchronistic <laughs> moment i've ever experienced <laughs> There aren't enough podcasts within podcasts. Like <laughs> we could be, we could be like Chinese nesting dolls or Russian ones. Which are the best nesting dolls? Yeah. Which nesting dolls are we least mad at as a country? We're always arguing who these downloads are really for. Is it the podcast or the podcast within the podcast? There's no, <laughs> no way to decipher. Yeah, you can't tell what's going on anymore. I mean, uh, Mark Maron's uh, WTF, that's within a small podcast nobody listens to. They just listen to him. <laughs> but it's inside another podcast. Um, all right. Uh, oh, but before 
we do your five and five, uh, we would like you to eat some leftovers. Um, we call it that because when we don't get to questions uh, with uh, any particular guest, we uh, ask the next guest if they would mind answering those questions because, you know, we wrote them and, uh, you know, we're trying to be a green podcast. We're trying to, you know, use everything responsibly. You know, I write questions and just throw them away. Yeah, it's eco-friendly for sure. Yeah. So, so would you mind uh, terribly, uh, Rory Scovel, answering questions that we didn't get to for Martha Kelly? Yeah. Yeah, that works. All right. So, you know, just uh, answer what you think she would have answered or, or what you would like to answer to the question. I, I don't know uh, what will uh, happen exactly, but uh, how many questions did you have for Martha that you didn't get to, Doc? We didn't get to any of them. What? Wait, I've got I've got five questions for her that we didn't get to. You didn't get to any of yours either? All five? No, we, we have five and five for Martha for Rory. Oh, well, you guys right, are let's... on my new show, 20 Answers. <laughs> all right, let's, let's, uh, we better get into it then. You better, uh, get started. Uh, Lightning I... round. <laughs> yeah, let's do this. Uh, uh, but don't, you know, don't feel, don't feel rushed if an answer deserves a couple of, couple of sentences or, uh, you know, a little time to think about. Like if you want to, like, walk around the block and get back to us. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. All right, go ahead, Doug. That's question number one. For Martha, for Rory. Yeah, I wanted to ask Martha if her character from Spider-Man comes back to play in the Marvel Universe later. Well, uh, due to uh, uh, non-disclosure agreements, I'm not at liberty to say as Martha, but as Rory, you better oh. believe it. You better believe oh. that character's coming back in a big, big way, uh, for sure. And not 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 the way you think. <laughs> All right. We've got Maybe confirmation. We've got confirmation. Yeah. I can't wait to tweet this out. Rory you heard Scoble it here first. Says, <laughs> says Martha Kelly's role in the MCU will expand yeah. significantly. Yeah. Because she's trying to keep it a secret. This is great that we stumbled onto this. Today on Reliable Sources, Rory <laughs> Scovel says... Oh, we're another, another Russian doll deep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, reliable. Some people, that's how they pronounce Rory. <laughs> reliable. Reliable. All right, so that's a great question. What's that next Spider-Man called? Spider-Man uh, Home Square. Take me, take me back. Take me home tonight. It's always <laughs> home. Spider, Spider-Man spider Home. Take me. Directed take by me, Eddie Money. Take me to my spider home. <laughs> yeah, take me to okay. Spider Home. <laughs> Spider-Man: right. A Web is a Spider's Home. Oh no, that's <laughs> really. Oh, no. Web is a spider's home. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the guys at the theaters that have to put this on the marquee are going to hate it, but let's do it. <laughs> run out of letters. They're going to be using the dollar sign for S's. Yeah. Uh, 
A web is a spider's home. Okay. Um, my first question to Martha was going to be that it's well known, Martha, that you love the Alvin and the chipmunks. Yes. And, um, but I've never found out, you know, if you had to gun to head is that often is the case in these kinds of questions. Yeah. Uh, which chipmunk is your favorite? Theodore. That was easy. You didn't even have to yeah. think about it. I have posters. I have, uh, <laughs> I have silverware. I have plates, <laughs> collectible plates, uh, t-shirts. Theodore just, I like the, I like the responsibility. I like that. There's a responsible, you know, what are the other ones named Alvin Theodore and, um, Simon, Simon. Yeah. And Simon, you know, he's out to lunch and Alvin is just such a, you know, such a Henry Winkler of the group. Just, he's the fawns of it all, but Theodore, <laughs> Theodore's anchored. And that's what I've always appreciated. Speaking of names though, and uh, you know, standing out and everything, Alvin, that's a terrible name. Yeah. It's a, it's, and also for a kid's, when did, I don't even know when that came out. Uh, you'd think like I'd this. know as such a robust fan of their work. <laughs> but well, they someone's shoot. like, we need a character's name. They're like, let's go with three names that no kid <laughs> is named. <laughs> well, the one, Simon's got glasses and you know, that's, you know, anybody that's named Simon, you know, their parents renamed them when they had, when they realized when they were five or six, that their vision was bad, so that's when they called them Simon. Wait, is Simon uh, the is Simon the taller one? I no, think that's, so. That's Garfunkel. Um, no, <laughs> I just always got confused because I Alvin was such a was the kind of name that I always thought that was the human that hung out with the chipmunks was Alvin, and then there was the chipmunks. It's weird to me that one of the chipmunks because they certainly I, I don't know if I don't think of Alvin as the Fonz as much as just maybe the one who is the most classically handsome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> are you now are you willing to go are you willing to go on record saying that you believe Alvin is the most handsome of three chipmunks? He's got, he's got the best body for sure. Yeah, okay. right. I mean, you know, one of them eats too much. The other one, you know, has definitely has some sort of issues uh, that need to be looked into. Uh, but, uh, but he's Alvin, the most man. active. I mean, he's the most active. He's going to be the most cut, I think. Yeah. Oh, is that why? I'm going to say it. he's sexy. He is. He, yes. Sexy. Yes. We all. Uh, yes. Okay. So there it is. You, you, Doug, you kicked it off. You had the courage to say what we were all thinking. You know, but why, why not Vinny or Al or uh, just anything that's cooler than Alvin? I just can't believe. Can't Maybe believe they were perfect Alvin. for, for the Alvin. Yeah. That. It works right. good for that. Maybe they yeah, can't. It's good for yell. If you're going to do an annoying yell, it's a good yeah. name for that. Yeah. You can't be calling it something cool. And what was his name? Dave? Dave. Yeah. Dave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he got, you know, he got sort of pushed aside. I mean, is, is, uh, 
is that supposed to be Dave in the first couple of the, the movies played by uh, Jason? What's Lee. his name? Jason Lee. Is he supposed to be so. Dave? I think yeah, so. I mean, what is strange? Like just your life where you suddenly have three chipmunks as your like friends and they talk and you don't you just continue you pay your taxes you still go to work like <laughs> how do you, what, what no and they keep reality? and they're and they're continually like it's like the old i dream of genie formula where you know they're they won't just stay at home and behave they're continually fucking yeah. things up for him but yeah. at least with the genie there was a sexy lady around in this case it's three rats you know shitting on his floor it's well, like, two rats like, and a sexy rat. Let's yeah. <laughs> let's be very clear. One of those rats is a mouse and has a mouse kind of body. The others are gross rat bodies. <laughs> like well, the was... fact that he even took the time to to get to know them. You know, any normal person would have drugged them or drowned them in a trash can. No. <laughs> Yeah, but he knows their names. I mean, I guess I guess that's why they have their first letters, uh, the initials on their sweaters, yeah, is so that he can keep track of them. But yeah. they really do have different personalities. The three of them. I think our friend Justin Long, who was on this show, I think he's the voice of one of them in the new cartoons, or not cartoons, but those movies. Yeah, it's so chip, funny that, chipwrecked. and also <laughs> chipwrecked. Yeah, and it's also so funny that Dave is like trying to, you know, Dave is single, trying to meet somebody, and you know, the stereotype if a woman has a couple of cats, we call her a crazy cat lady. But Dave <laughs> is able to make it work with three talking chipmunks in his, <laughs> in his corner, whose careers are blowing up. Like they have a huge music <laughs> career, and. He has to somehow deal with that in his spare time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> your turn, Doug. Well, this has only happened, I think, twice uh, in the whole history of this podcast. But I, too, this is the third time we've overlapped. But I was going to ask Martha, because she loves her chipmunks, we're going to stay on the subject. What draws you into the Chipmunks film so much? But we, you know, we somewhat answered that. Yeah, but you should have like just jumped in and asked it like a like a great follow up question <laughs> when we when we were already talking about it. Uh, but but I, I, I do want to know the answer. I do want to know the the adventure. Just the fact that there's an adventure to be had. I think we can all relate to life getting a little ho hum. And I just think I like, I like the fact that when I, when I sit down on my couch at the end of my day, uh, I know there's three chipmunks out there that are going to be going on an adventure and I get pulled into that. And I, I forget about the climate and I forget about, you know, the inequality and the hard stuff, you know, and I just focus on here are three chipmunks having an adventure. <laughs> Well, that's an amazing answer. Uh, I, I can. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I didn't. I wouldn't have asked you that question because I happen to know the answer. Do you want me to tell you what she would have said? Yes. She would have said that she loves those three characters because she has a degree in psychology that she never gets to use, and Alvin, Simon, and Theodore represent the id, the ego, and the superego. Whoa. 
No, I, I think I was right. all right here's my next question for you i I think this one i don't think we're going to double up again doug i think we're finally going to be free (laughs) um would you martha would you still have pet cats if they were the size of andrew lloyd weber's cats Oh how! Oh now I don't know enough about the size of his cast. What are you, <laughs> oh, tigers? If they were people sized, oh my god! If they uh, were like could stand on their hind legs, and yeah. shake your hand, and they're people sized. If I have full control of them, oh I see. All right, I get it now. If I have full control over those creepy looking human cats, uh, <laughs> then yeah, I'd kind of look at them as like my security detail. You know what I mean? Let them be up late at night perusing the property. <laughs> I'll sleep better. That'd be so fucking weird. But then every now and then, if I'm like, guys, give me a song and dance while I have my morning <laughs> coffee, I get to kind of see. What you know? What we all know is Broadway level performances. <laughs> That's for free in my house. Don't ask him to do a soft shoe though, because they're like, <laughs> we don't have shoes, Ansel. <laughs> We're fucking cats. We're cats, you psycho! Like, all right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's if something definitely, if anything ever comes to life you know that isn't supposed to uh, any object or animal starts talking and uh, it, it it better have a really sassy attitude <laughs> <laughs> yeah i want yeah. it to be really over it and real back talky <laughs> yes. and a sarcastic response to everything like i want it to be like the maid on the jeffersons yes yes every time. even though it's newly human new, newly human in a way it still yeah. talks down to you <laughs> immediately yeah <clears throat> you're up doug all right Martha, Rory, Rory, Martha, you were in an episode of Will and Grace titled Grace's Secret. What was that secret? Um, that secret was with patience and good uh, chemistry and a willingness of the executives to let the creators have their way you can have multiple seasons of a show in this day and age. That was the the secret. It was a it was a very meta episode. I'll never forget it. I'll never ever forget that. Fourth wall ripped down. That's great. Yeah, we ripped that fourth wall down and brought some people from the audience, the live audience, to be in the episode uh, as background, and they were allowed to talk. They didn't have to mime. <laughs> <laughs> Grace's secret was that the show is going to continue after they were canceled, but they just weren't going to tell anybody. They weren't going to make a, a big thing out of it. Yeah, yeah. They couldn't go any higher. So they thought, well, just we'll do a secret show. That'll yeah. They just get together on Monday nights and uh, act out episodes that they've. Uh... At local coffee shops. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they do table reads at coffee shops unannounced. <laughs> <laughs> I would okay, to- Martha. 
Listen up, Martha. We got, uh, guys, it looks like we're almost out of time, but let me ask you this, Martha. You're a Pisces. Mm -hmm. What's the fishiest thing you've ever done? Um, God, I should say fishiest thing about you, because fishiest thing you've ever done implies that she's done something fishy, but uh, what's the fishiest thing about yeah, you? Uh, I love to fish. I love to fish. I love to deep sea fish. Uh, I never charter a private boat. I always do the public boat where they give you the rods that barely function. And it's mainly just to take your money because I like commerce and I like putting money back into the system. And I've never caught right. anything, but I love oh. the, I love the, and this is going to, you know, sort of mash with mix with my previous answer, but I love adventure. I always, whenever I leave the house, I always say, where would Alvin and Theodore and Simon go and what would they get into? And, uh, I always find myself at a dock boarding a deep sea fishing excursion. <laughs> it must be tough though. Um, you know, not catching any fish because it, 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 you know, a fish would really come in handy because you have to you have to feed those big human cats. That's right, <laughs> and I and that's a that's a big reason I go out there to do it because I have those human-sized yeah. cats, and I'm like, you know, if I caught one, you know, giant <laughs> marlin or something, and could just chop it up, that could be a month's worth of fish for my. Oh my god, yeah. Cats. But uh, I've never I never catch anything, and I always say that's. That's kind of the lesson. I always say, well, Martha, are you going to give up and not come back tomorrow? I go multiple days in a row. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to give up and not come back tomorrow? Or are you going to come back tomorrow? And I'm on that boat every day at 5 a.m. I'm on that boat ready to go. It's also the closest I'll ever get to, you know, deadliest catch. And I pretend I'm sort of on that show when I get on the boat. I well, think we can do that. Um, this has, you know, been so much fun, but, uh, we, we didn't even get through Martha's quit. We're out of time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, we, I'm predicting that this is going to pile up real bad. I think it <laughs> already has, it already has, uh, piled up, but you know, we really, we really haven't going through the, uh, we do have questions for you that we will ask next week's guest. Yeah. And um, it's mostly just a, it's a, it's a guest pyramid scheme. Cause we're just trying to get people who have been on a show to listen to it. Right. So uh, tune in to the next one, Rory, if you want to hear um, what John Ratzenberger says, when we ask him uh, uh, about your career, I, I don't know who the guest is going to be. That just seemed like a funny person to say. <laughs> if it's not John Ratzenberger, you will be hearing from my lawyer. <laughs> you know, like, I've now promised John Ratzenberger. <laughs> Don't you feel like Johnny Rats would be uh, a terrible guest and not not into playing along at all? It seems like you'd get a lot of one word answers. You would for sure get. I don't know who Rory Scovel is. <laughs> <laughs> And you get a you get a, a firm no when you ask him to do a Boston accent. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you just get firm nose for a lot of the conversation. Not even questions, just conversation. Oh, man. And he's finally not in a Pixar movie. The most recent Pixar movie is the first one that doesn't have Luca. 
you know yeah uh, yeah, he's, why? He's what a it. fun, what a fun, weird thing about the history of Pixar that he's always making an appearance. Yeah, he always has at least a few lines. Um, but let's do some, uh, let's do some Doug plugs. What would you like to promote, Rory? I have, uh, I have three things. Uh, one, my podcast, Pen Pals, with Daniel Van Kirk, is going to be moving over to Team Coco, and our first full episode's July twenty eighth. Get that wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and then, as we talked about, my show, Physical, uh, on uh, Apple TV Plus, uh, is streaming, and a new episode drops every Friday. I think we're halfway through, maybe. Um, and then uh, I have a special and an album out called live without fear and it's on youtube.com slash official Roy Scovel. And then the album is, you know, wherever you get your albums, Spotify or iTunes or whatever. I never know. <laughs> yeah. It's I, I, frankly, it's none of our business where they get them. Exactly. You know, just, just go decision. out and get them. How, and, however and then, you, yeah. However you and if it. you like it, just that I feel like, we live in a time, it's always been like this, but I feel like we always have to tell people because I think they think you just, you Instagram something or you tweet it and suddenly that is going to just hit the masses. But really it's all telling someone that you you liked it and then they tell someone and then they tell someone. For instance, the movie Vacation with Ed Helms is absolutely hilarious and I think people should be talking about it. All right. You've told someone, Doug, are you going to tell someone? Probably at least three people. Okay. Perfect. There you go. perfect. I don't have to do anything. Um, <laughs> what have you got to plug Doug? I will be at Rudyard's in Houston, uh, eight and ten thirty on July 16th. Check it out. Oh, is that where you dress up as, uh, as uh, Mowgli from the jungle book and tell, uh, stories about uh bears oh absolutely you know that's what's happening <laughs> that's my I mean, brand <laughs> i mean i don't know i don't know any other i don't know any other rudyards besides kipling <laughs> that would be an exhausting brand to have to always deliver <laughs> just the travel well, I guess actually the travel will be simple. You know, you're not, you're not bringing a huge suitcase. Of <laughs> bringing less. You're bringing well, less clothes. You know what he's bringing is just the bare necessities. Oh, <laughs> okay. So obviously you've seen it a few times. Yes, I've seen it two and a half times. <laughs> um, I'm going to be doing stand-up at the Tacoma Comedy Club in Tacoma, Washington on Sunday, July 11th. Doug Lowe's Movies is back in front of a live audience at the American Comedy Company in San Diego on Saturday, July 31st. All of my dates are at douglowsmovies.com. Thank you, Rory Scovel. This was uh, a delightful, fast-paced hour. I loved it. So thank you guys for having me on. I can't wait to get on the internet and say, listen to this one if you want to find out uh, Big news about the Marvel Universe. Thanks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know there's a new section at Disneyland, at, you know, Disney's California Adventure uh, for Marvel, and but it's called uh, uh, Avengers Academy or something like that. 
Yeah, is or, it fun? What do you do there? I don't, but already they're saying it's a school. Come on. It's Disneyland for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. Not a school. <laughs> Come to school, learn about, yeah. learn about fictional history. And then people are like, we're already doing that for the most part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of a name for this uh, episode. Uh, thank you once again to Rory Scovel and uh, Doug Mellard. And as always, Team Doug O. Got it.